What up, 2018? Welcome to the first episode of The Pod People this year. Isn't that exciting? I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and I'm joined, as always, by the boys, Ben Sheets. It's really hard to see through these 2018 glasses. Um, I didn't want to tell you this, but I scribbled over yours with Sharpie, so that's why you can't see. Oh, I thought they were dark because they were, like, cool sunglasses. Uh, no, those were, uh, that's Sharpie. Oh, man, because I can't see anything right now. Sucks to suck, my dude. And I'm also joined by Eugene Lundeen. Hey, I didn't get time to buy 2018 glasses, so I just got my old 2000 glasses and put a little... Put a little circle on top of uh, of one of them. Had to rework it a bit. I know it looks weird, but uh, hey, man, we'll never to... we'll never forget Y two K. We will never forget it. That was that was a dark year. That was a very dark year, man. Maybe the worst the worst darkest year of my life. I was only seven years old. And boy, that was a bad time. Bad year. Being, Lord, being seven sucks. Lord of the Rings hadn't come out yet. Nine eleven hadn't happened. Yet. <laughs> it, was, it was a rough. It was time. A different time. It was a. It was a different time. time. Uh, so you know, guys. You know, I'm. I've been thinking. New year, new me. You know. Uh, I. So I've decided that in 2018, I am going to uh, stop handcuffing people. Oh, that's. How, but you bought so many. I know. I know. But uh, I'm. I think I'm gonna give them away as like novelty gifts. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, you know, turn them into like. 2018 uh theme oh. handcuffs oh, very and uh, cool. i'm gonna set myself up an etsy page oh now oh, that's there you good. go yeah, that's santa the entrepreneur uh, a santrepreneur oh yeah yes how did the rest of your your santing go after the podcast i'm sure people were very upset with the fact you didn't deliver presents on time i you know i i made it about uh halfway down the street before down i street. before i got tired and uh and you know i was i was still hitting the nog pretty hard and uh i was i was having a real hard time with it so i just went home now when you say you got really worn out do you mean you crashed your sled into the side of a Escalade. See, I when I killed uh, the last Santa, uh, his sleigh sort of like uh, disintegrated. Oh no! Um, and I didn't have a sleigh of my own, so I pulled a lid off of a trash can. And, <laughs> and, I, you're, yes, uh, and you were using that. And I, Did you I, have uh, like any any animals tied to the uh, trash can? Uh, yes, my cat Minnie. <laughs> oh, just a, a just a just cat. a just a cat just so, pulling you. Sounds does yeah. sounds less like you got worn out and your cat got worn out. Well, I mean. Yes, but also, do you know how hard it is to climb onto somebody's roof with a bag full of shit? It's very, very difficult. I do not, but I imagine you're and very I am not in good it. shape. But hey, now you have 364 days of vacation, so you have ample time to just hang out now and do this podcast with us. I really, yeah, I really thought that at some point, like, uh, a representative from the North Pole would maybe, like, come pick me up and, you know, take me back to my, my my new workshop or whatever but uh no still just uh just here in my house in milwaukee it's it's gonna be hard to to make toys but i have enough handcuffs for everybody beautiful i know what i want next christmas hey i mean you probably don't have to make the toys i mean there's probably a bunch of elf slaves no, those so, Chinese people. That's what they're 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot elves. that else was a slur. <laughs> ben, it's Ben, it's it's 2018. Slavery is is not an acceptable uh, form of production anymore. It's overrated, bro. You gotta, you gotta pay. Get... You have to pay them now. Ugh. More, you pay them in treats. It's a treat economy. <laughs> but, but who makes the treats? I mean, you you have other other okay, slaves you know that I'm, you I'm pay not, with toys. I'm not gonna lie. I did uh, because he tasted so good. Uh-oh. I did chop up the rest of Santa's body, and it is still in my freezer. So maybe I can like bake that into some cookies and feed it to my my elves. Oh well, anything to keep the unions happy because you don't. I'm sure that they. They would. Uh, I just don't won't. I just won't tell them that they're eating the old Santa. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, I wish I could have gotten a little more of that. You did smack me away from it when I was trying to eat as you were harvesting up all of the meat. It's, it's for the slaves, Eugene. It's not for you. I want to be a slave. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, consider yourself conscripted. <laughs> Speaking of slaves, as we are slaves to this podcast, we wanted to take some time to talk about all of the films that we have reviewed throughout the 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 short amount of time we had in 2017. Was a great time all around, though, and just wanted to do a recap and see if there was any more juice we could squeeze out of all of these wonderful projects. Yes, we did not watch any new movies for this episode. This is our 2017 year in review. Think of it as like a clip show without the clips. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, just imagine, show. so just so just a show imagine if in a clip show when they wanted to flash back to something and they made mention of it they didn't flash back and they just went yeah that was a good one <laughs> <laughs> but i'm i'm too lazy nor do i have the time to insert clips from our old episodes so which we don't want to do that we're we not can, we can imitate the clips so whenever whenever <laughs> we whenever we reference something that we've talked about before just uh just do your own flash Flashback. Just uh, think back to when we talked about that before. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is best horror movie we've seen on the podcast so far. Yes, and we have seen a good amount at this point. Yeah, solid like 20, 30... 2030 movies, baby. Yes, we have seen 2030 whole movies for this podcast. Really, I, w- I did not realize how much it would grow when we started this, but I'm very happy about it. I feel like we've gotten a chance to really dive into more horror genres and very specific things, been able to talk about a lot of stuff and see a lot of stuff, which makes it, uh, makes it a little harder to try and decide because, man, there are some great choices. Yeah, and we're really only talking about uh stuff from like october onward because that's when we started the show like it's uh we really only got like the last quarter of of 2017 so i'm very excited to move into 2018 yeah definitely well next year's year end will be be a lot harder (laughs) bigger and better um so personally my favorite horror movie we watched on the show was dead alive it was the most entertaining of them it's my personal favorite you know i gotta i gotta just say too i agree i think dead alive was 
was for sure my favorite out of everything we watched. I think uh, to go back to our uh, Christmas episode, I think my favorite movie that we watched is Black Christmas. Huh. Yeah. I I mean, I love Dead Alive. It's uh, a really fantastic movie, and uh, I never get bored of it. But, you know, Black Christmas, uh, it really it really hits me some kind of way. It's just a really well-constructed uh, uh, film. And I think outside of Black Christmas... I might have to say my favorite movie we watched for the podcast is fucking Thanks Killing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just so hard to beat, sh- so uh, so short and sweet. When I went to visit my friends for Thanksgiving on the East Coast, I, I forced them to watch it. It is. To, to varying success. But... A diamond in the rough, for yes. sure. It's unexpectedly fun. Yes, very much so. Um, um, so do you want to, since those are our personal favorites, do you want to go through uh, our top five films that we've reviewed based on our average ratings? Sure. Last night I kind of compiled all the ratings from all the episodes, and uh, I have a little top five here. I'll go from five up. So at the number five spot is Pulse uh, yes. with a 4.3. Which, as we mentioned, it's a very slow film, but one that tries to deal with a lot of very philosophical issues about the internet, things that still hold relevance today, and just feels so ahead of its time because of that. And it's still a pretty scary movie. It does not slack on that. Very atmospheric. More, I'd say, more chilling than scary. Yes. It really... uh just gives you the, or at least gives me the heebie-jeebies. Keeps yeah. you up at night. One yes. of those yeah. movies. Very thought-provoking. Makes me very, very afraid to go online. I'm scared of the internet now. The internet is a very scary place, especially with net neutrality gone. Oh, oh no. no, God, yes. Fuck Ajit Pai, though. <laughs> that dude is this is going to be so late to the party. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, let's, let's not get on to that. Um, okay, so that was, of course, in episode two, which was our internet horror episode. Uh, tied for third place is Black Christmas and Audition. Um, both got a 4.5 rating out of 5. Yes, both movies that uh, sort of pre- predate the genres that they get clumped into a lot of the time. The torture yeah. porn and slasher films. So. That's true. These are the, like Black Christmas is like a proto-slasher and auditions like a proto-torture porn. Proto- yes. Proto-gornography. Also, very, very, very different films. It's cool to see them... Uh, tied for for third fourth and third place yeah Um, because i can't think of uh two contextually different movies but just both so so much good about both the movies both slow burns a little bit of mystery in both 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 relatively uh light on on gore audition definitely gets gorier at the end but neither that or Black Christmas are particularly bloody. It leaves a lot more up to your imagination. Yes, that's yeah. true. And then tied for first is Halloween, the original, and Dead Alive. Nice. Um, and well, certainly Halloween, I think, is uh, it's had so much influence with the horror films of today that it is not as exciting as Dead Alive, I would have to say. But as we we talked about, that that legacy can't be ignored, and it did so many things well that 
it does deserve to be up there. Yeah, yes. well, the thing is, Halloween is a, a fantastic movie. Near-perfect horror movie. But since it's so well-known and so talked about, it's a little less fun to talk on the podcast about it than yes. Dead Alive, because Dead no, Alive is a little less seen and much more entertaining in its schlock, in its schlock and gore. And you know, I've actually got a hot take for you guys. Uh, even though it's higher on the list with a with a four point eight, that and Dead Alive, I actually think that Black Christmas uh, does a better job at what it does than Halloween. Hmm. Even well, though, you know, I would have to I would have to agree with you in that sense. I cared more about the characters in Black Christmas than in Halloween. Halloween sort of sets up that. Uh, high school students looking for sex that can just be disposed of as the movie goes on. The characters are much flatter in yeah. Halloween, I think. Yes. And, uh, I mean, obviously Black Christmas doesn't have the same kind of legacy that Halloween does, but uh, we sure as shit would not have Halloween without Black Christmas. That is yeah, true. absolutely. And so uh, that's uh, I'm glad to see them both in the top Well, five. it was a huge influence for John Carpenter, too. He was right. originally trying to make Halloween be like a Black Christmas sequel, That's right? true, yes, that is so, true. So it, it's clear as day that you can tell where Halloween comes from yeah. and where the slasher genre as a whole comes from in that extension. Yeah. I'm pretty, I don't know about you guys, I'm pretty happy with this top five that we've yes, got. Yes, yeah, which is solid. A, five very good movies. Solid list. Which is good because our next list is uh, full <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> ben, again, was also very uh, hardworking with trying to get this list together for us, and he got our worst five movies that we reviewed on this podcast. Yeah, and so... I think this way we should do it from the... Uh, the least worst down yeah, to the yep, worst. Yep, yep. So. so number five, uh, the fifth least worst, or the fifth worst, I guess. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, fifth worst. Would be the Halloween remake. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's funny that the, the original's in the top and the remake is in the bottom. I don't think I hated this movie quite as much as you guys did. But uh, it definitely leaves a lot to be desired, especially when comparing it to something like the original Halloween or even Black Christmas or something like that. It's so uh, it has so much less subtlety. It's just so in your face, which uh, uh, Rob Zombie's good at. I was surprised to see this in the bottom five because I was entertained by it. Thought we had seen worse movies than this on the podcast. Maybe we have, but well, we have seen they... four other worse. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yes, yes, but I think uh, I think we've definitely seen more good horror movies on the show than like really frustratingly bad. But on that note, let's uh, let's move on yeah. to the next one. And Get that was obviously in the Halloween special. Yes. Um, if you want to listen to our full review, um, number four is. Mother, oh, uh, man. which was our first movie we ever reviewed. Yes. yes, and you know, 
Upon reflection, I haven't seen it again yet, but I feel like there are things that work in the film. As we mentioned, the acting and the construction of the film is good. It's not like Darren Aronofsky is a bad filmmaker. We were, I was just so upset with the message it was trying to convey and the way it did it. So. And this is similarly to Halloween. I think uh, Eugene and I hated Mother much more than Ben did. Yeah, uh, it- it's our, I think it's, it's our frighteners effect. Our, <laughs> our collective, uh, our collective distaste yeah. for that really brought its rating I, uh, down. Well, this would would have probably been lower if I hadn't given it like a four. I think, I think yeah, I, I think so. I I um, don't. I think I gave it a two. I I will defend this movie again. Like the the camera work and the way it subjectively follows Jennifer Lawrence is really cool. Uh, the camera's like constantly moving in the movie and giving you the super claustrophobic feel. But yeah, there are a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad stuff in it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to start thinking too much about it. Or I'm just gonna get angry again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number three is Jigsaw, which came yes. out this year. Which yes. I. It's one of those where. Uh, I guess I'm a little surprised to see it so low because it was not a good film, but it wasn't truly awful. I think it was just it suffered so much from plotting consistencies, all of these glaring holes that make you just want to want to hit yourself because they're so ridiculous. It was so and, it was so unimpressive. Yes. Yeah, that's I think the that's thing. You know, so like, underwhelming. I feel like it was an entertaining enough movie, but. Since we have all seen all of the Saw movies, we came to expect something a little sillier and more over the top. Yeah, they tried and They tried to ground it again, but didn't do enough to ground it to the degree of, like, the first Saw. Yeah, yeah, I, I was expecting more. It, it was, was It was this really gross middle ground between serious and schlocky, and I think if it had pushed harder in either direction, it might have been better. I I think it's problematic because it's it's so full of half measures. Just yeah. go just go one yeah. way or the other with it. Honestly, I think Jigsaw was more disappointing than it was bad. Yeah, I agree. I I wasn't really bored by it, but it was just I walked out of that movie feeling just meh. Yeah. So uh, that was of course in our torture porn episode. Yes, got a two point three. Uh, number two worst movie was Friend Request. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, also bad. from 2017. Yep, oh, our yes. internet episode. Anyone have anything to say about this The one? greatest South African internet horror film <laughs> made in 2017. <laughs> that's, that's a bad, bad movie. Unfriended. The, I, I, think you mean, I think you mean the, the greatest uh, German film shot in South <laughs> Africa sound, yes. starring Americans about the internet. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I should have been more specific. I apologize. It makes it better the closer you get to the truth. You got to be more specific. Yeah, just... Well, uh, like get all these unknown airs. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Just awful really. no tension, awful characters, a very boring setup. No real motivation or bad motivation with the the main evil force within the film and just all around a experience that will frustrate more than entertain. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and rounding off our list as the worst movie we watched, oh, conveniently my- in the same episode, is uh, Fear.com. It might be the worst, worst movie ever made. <laughs> so and bad. it got a solid .5 rating. Oh. And I think that's only because we can't rate it zero. Yeah, we can. I we think can. if we could have, I think we could all agree, if we could have rated it zero out oh. of five pods, we would have. Awful. Yeah. Awful. I've never experienced a movie that just caused so... So much frustration over such a nothing plot. Yeah, I think maybe the only worst movie I've ever seen was uh, fucking Alone in the Dark. By no. U- Ooh, well, yeah. yeah, when you get into that territory, there's really nothing there. Yeah. But yeah, these are like these are like scraping the muck at the bottom of like the dirtiest river oh in the my world. God, yes, yeah. just whatever. There, there were some funny moments in Fear.com because we were roasting them. Yes, yeah. but but I mean. And, oh my god! Uh, it, it's not even defensible in a roasting movie way. No, because it's so boring. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking boring. It's exasperating. Yeah. Like I, the longer it went, I found myself just getting more and more anxious for it to be over. Like One physically, uncomfortable. more and more. To Once be done it's with. finishing, they give you the worst fucking eyesore in any movie I've ever seen. With that final CG. Uh, Stephen Ray getting ripped to bits by all these ghosts. Just horrible, horrible, horrible. It deserves the no stars. It doesn't deserve to have been made. It should have been left on the cutting room floor. It deserves hell. Yes, but unfortunately, it was made. We saw it. We recommend you do not see. Why? It. Why and did? Why did we why saw did, it? Why? <laughs> why? Why we done saw that? Damn you, early two thousands! <laughs> All right, so uh, that is our list of the worst. Movies that yes. we saw in the podcast oh, this year. I gotta say, and, out of all of those bottom barrel films, I think Mother. I I I, my, I may have turned around on that. I think while I still don't enjoy the movie, it's it does warrant a viewing because I don't think someone should just. Uh, Right off a film without giving it a chance. Yeah, I may except fear dot com. Fuck that film. Don't I, don't check it out. I also think uh, before we move on, a couple of trends that I think are interesting. Uh, two of the five movies that are in our worst uh, films we talked about. Two of them are from 2017. That's the first trend. And uh, outside of friend request, uh, these are all American made movies and even friend request was in english whereas in our top five we have two foreign films That's out of true. the five both Japanese. Well, we have more than that because Dead Alive is from New Zealand. Oh, that's right. And yeah, yeah. Black Christmas <laughs> is from Canada. So. Oh, I yes, forgot Black right. Christmas is yeah. from Canada. So actually, Halloween is the only American-made horror movie in our top five. That's You're right. right. We I can't forgot, all do it that well. I forgot Black Christmas was Canadian. Yeah. So surprising enough. Um, Watch foreign movies, guys. Yeah. I guess we'll have to do uh, more foreign movie episodes this year. Oh, yeah. There's plenty. Um, so, moving on, keeping on a little bit of a downer note, is biggest disappointment of 2017. Uh, I'm going to keep this kind of open to you guys. Whatever you guys were disappointed by, whether it's movies or news or... 
Oh, God, if we're getting into news, there's a lot of that. Uh, I, if, in terms of movies, we're now talking movies that came out in yes, 2017, yes, right? Yes, came out of 2017. Um, personally, uh, my biggest disappointment of 2017 would probably have to be Alien Covenant. Really? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a slight step up from Prometheus, but... At the same time, there's a big butt to it because, oh man, that movie had problems. Man, oh man. I thought it was boring for a lot of it. It was just messy. The The plot line, without getting into it too much, is very dumb, very dumb. And when the alien's like crawling around on top of the ship, I just was done with the movie and i it definitely don't get me wrong i definitely think that alien covenant had plenty of problems but it was it was actually higher on my list than that i i got a fair amount of enjoyment out of it plot holes and all that bullshit aside i think my biggest disappointment if we're talking movies uh Far from the worst film that I saw this year, and not even, I would say, a really bad film, but uh, It Comes at Night was mm. just uh, a a big disappointment to me because... Yeah, that's all that's all it was. It was a big meh. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't offensively bad. I would probably watch it again. Like it's decent, but maybe it's just because there was so much hype behind it that I was expecting something of the quality of like it follows yeah and i just i it left me feeling kind of empty by the end like it just it didn't it didn't strike me the way that i wanted it to still a, a decently constructed film pretty well acted just uh just disappointing for what i was expecting although if we're talking like worse films worse horror films i saw i mean jigsaw mother uh, friend request <laughs> that that's obviously why we went biggest disappointment rather right. than worse cuz we don't want to just rehash um i'm surprised you didn't go with dark tower i don't consider that a horror movie no nope isn't there horror elements in it uh minimal minimal okay. yeah not i haven't not, seen it so not i don't enough. know I uh, read the books if either. if we are considering that uh, a horror movie then yes but i don't consider it a horror movie i consider it more of an action film and uh don't get me started on that I got, <laughs> I got a lot i got a lot to say on how i feel about the dark tower movie but that's not a horror movie for me so fuck it well for me i think it was it was actually I was torn between It Comes at Night and Alien Covenant, but honestly, the biggest disappointment for me was Mother because I am a big fan of Darren Aronofsky and that's well good point. I yeah. I have not seen all of Noah. I wasn't very hot on it in the first place, but everything else that he's done is good. Uh, Black Swan, The Wrestlers, fantastic film. The Wrestler is fantastic, yeah. and even Requiem for a Dream. I think for all of its, uh, for all of the the heightened moments that it gets to, still edgy. Yeah, edgy right. Moments. It can gets very it gets very edgy. I still think that's a good film. And Pie, so yeah, Pie right. is a genuinely entertaining and just great film to watch. So I was really upset that walking into this, I had 
heard so many middling things and then when I found out what the movie was was about it just I think really disappointed it lost me I think that's it was definitely a disappointment but I think why it wasn't the greatest disappointment to me is because I knew walking into it that it was extremely divisive I knew when I sat down in that theater that there was a chance I would hate that movie uh even though I was hoping I wouldn't so I I don't know if it really disappointed me as much as it comes at night because I was expecting to love that movie and I didn't. It was definitely polarizing. Yes. You know, and, <laughs> very much. You know, it's more difficult to make a controversial film. So I got to give him props for that and how he made such a polarizing controversial film in an age where that's not really done anymore not as much that's for sure especially from big budget another enormous disappointment i think that is also not quite a horror film which is why i didn't pick it uh death note oh yeah i didn't think about that right well i had no expectations so i don't think it's really a horror film so i don't think it quite qualifies but it it was extremely disappointing for as big of a fan of the show as i am that uh was just a, a hot fucking mess that made me angrier than anything else. But uh, let's move on. All right. Yeah, so let's... best movie of 2017 you've seen. Uh, Eugene, you can start. Well, I think I'm just going to have to go for an easy pick right here. I'm going to have to say Get Out. I think that it was a great film, even outside of all of the, the horror elements. I found it to be funny. I thought that it had some good scares in it. And overall, was trying to still make commentary without being too overt or leaning to a side that would alienate viewers. Yeah, and honestly, I, I think this job. might be unanimous. I, I don't so. know about you, Matisse, yeah, but yes. I, this is my favorite of 2017. It might be it's one of the best horror films to come out in, a, in quite a Well, that's honestly hard to say. There have been so many good yeah. horror movies that have come out recently. But. It's the best horror movie to come out of 2017 it's one of the most important movies to come out of 2017 without like talking down to anyone yes, yes. either another great which is great high concept horror film that doesn't pander and allows for someone to get lost within the film and to not feel like they're being alienated or being being is getting something shoved in their face. And more importantly, an incredible directorial debut for Jordan Peele. Yes. Hopefully like, he continues making horror movies that are as good as this or at least attempts to because man, how exciting that's going to be. I think so. Shout out Fairhope, Alabama. Oh, Boy. yes, that's right. <laughs> the the other uh, non-Mike Flanagan horror movie that was shot in my town this year. It's uh, all this Blumhouse. Does he have steak in Fairhope or something? I don't know, man. He's going to run for mayor one day. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, yeah, I I think that's unanimous across yeah. the board. Yes, um, yeah, not a hard pick. Certainly not. Let's go over honorable mentions, though. Any uh, 2017 horror movies that deserve to be uh, mentioned several i think um, uh this was honestly overall a pretty good year for horror movies definitely some garbage but uh also some really high points uh i think uh it oh yes that's right is a is a very high point in horror this year uh relatively faithful to the the novel 
um, pretty genuinely creepy, if not outright scary, well-acted, well-constructed, uh, definitely a, a, a great film. Um, I've got a few others, but if one of you guys wants to do some honorable um, mentions before I get into uh, it. For me, I'm going to have to mention 1922. It was a Netflix original movie, also based off a Stephen King short story. One of the only Stephen King things I have actually read, and I thought that one was just incredibly moody. It did a great job just setting this tone of grief and misery and Thomas Jane does a real fantastic job as the farmer. Did not recognizable. Yeah. Yes, I exactly. Didn't, I didn't recognize him until you were like, "Oh shit, that's Thomas Jane." Uh, yeah, he killed it. That was one of my honorable mentions too. Uh, a really, really well done film. Another Netflix original. So uh, yeah, check that out if you haven't seen it. Very moody, very atmospheric, well written, great acting. Uh, yeah. yeah, just a just a great all around movie. Ben? Man, honestly, like most of the movies I've seen horror-wise this last year have either been talked about on the podcast at length or we mentioned them earlier this episode. So uh, the only other one really that was of a little bit of note was a movie called Little Evil. Um, it was a Netflix original movie. Uh, it was a parody of The Omen uh, starring Adam Scott. Of who, Krampus fame. Of Krampus fame, <laughs> uh, who has to uh, be the stepdad of the devil, Lucifer. Okay. The child <laughs> of the devil. Um, right. It's pretty funny. Um, it's very silly, kind of to its detriment at points. Uh, but it's a fun movie. Not really high stakes or anything, but entertaining enough to watch. Yeah, it was all right. I, I definitely laughed a few times. Not a... Not an outstanding movie, but uh, pretty entertaining regardless. Uh, the, the one other honorable mention that I want to give is to a independent horror film called The Void. Oh, yes, that's right. Would you, uh, uh, it might it, still it be on Netflix. It technically came out in 2016, but it got its release uh, in 2017, so I'm including yeah, it. Yeah, that, that um, yeah. Really low budget, uh, Lovecraftian uh, nightmare monsters mm. from another dimension uh, invading a hospital in the middle of nowhere. Really good practical effects. Uh, kind of gets a little convoluted in the final act, but uh, a, a really like solid uh, low budget horror movie uh, that's really atmospheric. Like I mentioned, great practical effects, decent acting, uh, certainly worth checking out. One of my uh, favorite horror movies that came out this year too. So, oh, uh, one more thing, I totally blanked on it, but raw. Uh, the, oh yes, yeah. this is a French film all about a. It's a coming of age story, uh, but it's also mixed with a cannibal story. And man, it is just it is so fun. It's it's a movie that is just it's so properly the, constructed and it's entertaining and really really something we're checking out. The reason I didn't talk about that one, and I will certainly want to talk about it on a future episode is cuz uh it only got its US release in 2017 but it's it's pretty firmly a, a 2016 film but uh 
absolutely excellent. Extremely good, if we're going back that far. Yeah. I will definitely want to talk about that at some point. I also think before we move on, it's significant to mention that this was a very good year for Stephen King adaptations. Oh, yes. Uh, the, dark, the Dark Tower aside, it... 1922 and Gerald's Game are both in like my top 10 or are all three in my top 10 films from 2017 that I've seen. Uh, Gerald's Game just making the cusp at number 10. So uh, all Stephen King adaptations. So right on for that. Yeah. Boy's making his money. Yeah, he is. All right. So let's just jump forward. The game I have for this week is a little different. I have pulled a selection of 2018 horror movies that are set to come out. And what I want you guys to do is we'll, I'll kind of talk about any details I might have on them, and then you guys decide Rotten Tomatoes score uh, for when it comes out and uh, box office. How much do you think it'll make at the box office? Interesting, very interesting. And okay. whoever wins the most uh, at the end of the year? Uh, gets something. I don't know. <laughs> well, we've got, we plenty, of, we've got plenty of time to figure out. Plenty of time to figure that out. Yeah. So that'll be an ongoing game for the year, which yep. I think is a great so idea. So I have 12 movies, all of them somewhat notable in their own respect. So the first one uh, comes out January 5th. Uh, it's Insidious Chapter 4, um, fourth installment of Blumhouse's Insidious franchise. It same, does not same have bullshit. Yeah, same old bullshit. Does not have Juan directing it. I don't think he's been attached to any of the Insidious movies except as a producer since like the first one. I don't yeah. think he or did he direct the second one? Do you guys? Remember? I don't. Remember. I don't think so. I have no clue. I've never actually watched. I don't any really of the care about Insidious the Insidious films. movies. Yeah. Me either. And I've it seems seen like from what I've heard, they keep getting worse as they go on. So I'll go first for me. Rotten Tomato score, I'll give it a 38, and box office take, 50 million. I feel like it's probably still going to be a success. Not a huge one, but they seem to make them because they have a guarantee of making their money. So I'm going to go lower in both respects. I'm going to oh. say Rotten Tomato score of 28%, and uh, box office, I th I'll cut yours in half. I think it's going to do like 25 Oof. million opening wow. weekend. January is the fucking dumping ground. No, that is true. It's, that it's is the true. dumping ground. It, even in the industry, they don't expect movies they release in January to to be any good. And uh, man, this new Insidious looks like absolute crap. So I have very low expectations. Yeah. Um. Well, just for shits and gigs, since these are all speculative, I'll make a prediction for myself as okay. well. Um. I think it'll be a little higher on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it'll be a 42. Um, still wow. not good, still rotten. Uh, and I think it'll make a solid uh, $40 million. Ooh, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. So next movie, uh, a little bit different. It's called God Particle. Um, <laughs> it is a Cloverfield prequel. What? Um, it takes place on board a spaceship where... A shocking discovery forces a team of astronauts aboard a space station to fight for survival while their reality has been altered. So, uh, Life 2? Alien. <laughs> Which was just 
Yeah. Which was Alien 5 or <laughs> whatever. Well, yeah, life was basically Alien. Okay. When uh, When is this supposed to come out? It's, a Cloverfield uh, it's supposed to prequel? come out February 2nd. A, f- a Cloverfield prequel? Really? Who's, yeah. Who's directing it? Uh, Anybody A guy note? named Julius Ona. Let me see if he's done anything. Surprised they didn't try and bring bring back on Dan Trattenberg. Yeah, yeah, from Ten Cloverfield Lane. Because that was that was good. That was yeah, it was good. really good. So Julius, nah, he uh, produced Don't Look Back. Oh, that is not a notable movie. That is a short <laughs> film he made. Um, he's not done anything. He's okay. A, well, ooh, shit. Yeah. New well. Director. Shit, for me, I think, in fact, it's coming in February and we haven't heard anything about it. I, I'm going to go low on this one. I'm going to say 28 on Rotten Tomatoes and $10 million in the box office. This I'm, sounds like a weak one. I Yeah, I can't disagree with you on that. Um, I think it'll pr- – I'm going to say like 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I am going to still say – uh, a, a low opening weekend. If anything, if it does turn out to be good, it'll probably be a cult classic uh, rather than a big release. So I'm going to say 15 million opening weekend. Okay. So e- Eugene, you said 10 million? Yeah. Okay. Well, and just for shits and gigs, since uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane came out in like February or March when it came out, um, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give it a. 68 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it'll make $35 million. Oh, all right. Going high. Yep. Okay, so next movie is they are making a Slenderman movie. Oh, my God. And it's a uh, Screen Gems uh, thriller scripted by David Burke. We all know the Slenderman story, so I'm not going to repeat it, really. 5%, 5 million dollars. I think it's going to be bad. Uh, I also think it's going to be bad, but considering uh, how many people know and love Slenderman, uh, I think it's going to do well opening weekend. Uh, I still think the Rotten Tomatoes score is going to be low. I'm going to say we'll go with 32%. And I think I think it'll still do pretty decent. I think it'll we'll say forty five million opening weekend. Okay. So Eugene, you said five and five million. Yes. Okay. Five and five. And I will go twelve on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it'll do very well, but I do agree that it'll make a decent amount in the box office. So I'll go twenty five million. So next movie. Uh, is The Purge 4. Fuck, I thought they were done with that. Nope. Wow. Um, wow. Funny thing about this is it will likely be a prequel focusing on how the new founding fathers came to power, <sighs> apparently. The director from the first three movies is not returning either. And, of course, this movie is going to come out on July 4th. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be super on the nose, just being like trying to connect it to anti Trump uh, with the Founding Fathers thing. Yep. Uh, it's going to be corny. It's going to be bad. It'll probably get a decent Rotten Tomatoes score, though. So I'll give it a 45 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it'll do 60 million. 
Man, I cannot think of an aspect of the Purge universe that I want to know about less than how the new Founding Fathers came to be. I always thought that that was an interesting concept, but I liked that it was just, that was the reality, they don't talk about it at all, and I don't fucking give a shit, honestly. I really, really do not. Uh, I think it'll probably do decent opening weekend because people love the Purge movies, uh, because people don't have taste. I'm going to say Rotten Tomato score. Uh, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it like a, like a 45. I think it's, I think it's probably going to be crap, but, uh, opening weekend, I'll say, uh, 50 million. Okay. I'm going to go for 23 Rotten Tomato score and what do you say? 20 million? Uh, I said fifty million. 50, I'm gonna say twenty million. Twenty million. All right. So the next movie uh, is a Conjuring spinoff uh, coming out on July thirteenth, which I think is probably a Friday the thirteenth. Uh, it is the Nun. Is that what it's called? Yep. Right now it is. At least. Wow. Good. Good name. Yeah. Uh, it's written by the guy who. Both the guy who wrote it and James Wan collaborating. Um, Kerry Fukunaga? Fukunawa? No, it was... Uh, who wrote it? Yeah, the the screenplay for it. Okay. Uh, Gary Doberman. Oh, gotcha. Uh, it's directed by Corin Hardy, who I haven't heard of. Yeah, what do you guys think? God, this is this is a bad list of things already over <laughs> here. A bunch of sequels and... Well, it's we're still early. Mm, that's just there's some better stuff on this list i promise that's so unfortunate i don't even know what the uh yeah 30 percent, 30 million i'm fucking uh i mean the screenplay for it was pretty good but honestly i don't think anybody cares enough about uh this character that this is going to be a good spinoff i think it's going to be annabelle all over again and i think it's still probably going to be garbage i'm going to go 10 percent on rotten tomatoes and I'm going to say 15, yeah, we'll say 15 million. Okay. And I'm going to say this movie is going to do a whopping 23% on Rotten Tomatoes and get solid 18 million. All right. So next movie, uh, moving on, is The Predator. The new Predator movie. Uh, it is... Uh, little is known about it right now. It's directed by Shane Black, again, who directed the first one. Shane it, Black directed the first Predator? Yeah. I thought it was John McTiernan. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah it's John McTiernan. J- Shane Black wrote it. Wrote it. That, okay, me. yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. But so he, is Shane Black directing yes, and writing this Yes, he is writing one? and okay. directing it. It stars uh, Jacob Tremblay of Room. Okay. And he's been in another few movies. Uh, Olivia Munn is in it. Jake okay. Busey. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, Keegan Michael Key, really? Yep. Interesting. Uh, Edward James almost. Okay. Oh, okay. And then a bunch of other names that I don't recognize. All right. Um, well. It's a continuation of the original, is what Shane Black is saying. Okay. Um, I, honestly, I can get behind that. I I honestly can too. I I think that Shane Black has shown 
Even even in Iron Man three, I enjoyed Iron Man three. I thought the Nice Guys was a hilarious movie. The Nice Guys was great. I disagree yeah. with you about Iron Man three though. It was better than Iron Man two, but not by a ton. Well, I, I I agree with you on that one, <laughs> but I. I, I would have to say I'm hoping for an 80%, and I know the nice guys didn't do too well, but I'm hoping this one gets $80 million. I'm going to go slightly lower. I, I think this definitely has a lot of potential. Potential. I like Shane Black a lot. Uh, love Lethal Weapon. Uh, the nice guys was great. Uh, the first Predator is great. Um, I'm going to say I think it's going to do... 76 on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, in terms of opening weekend, I'm going to say say 60 million. 60 million. All right. Well, I think this might be the surprise hit of the summer. I hope Especially so. Especially now that Disney has acquired Fox and own the rights to this. They're going to market it hard That's to push their new Fox property. Um, so I'm expecting this movie to do really well. I'm expecting an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it'll do 120 million. Wow. I think this will be a revival of the series. I hope so. And I was lowballing. Yeah, I I'm expecting the best. I I think there's a lot of potential here. Don't get your expectations too high. Yeah. Well. Speaking of, don't get your expectations too high. <laughs> oh no. Uh, the new. Uh, the next movie I want to predict is The Return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D. No! Wow. Yep. No! Uh, shit. It's coming out in September of 2018. It's Slated. It is in 3D. No! Uh, <laughs> of course, it's the sequel to the 1988 film who's, killer clowns from outer space who's working on it uh honestly the only thing you can say to give me hope is the guy who did piranha 3d it's directed produced and written by the same people who did the original uh, killer whoa, clowns from outer space. weird i still think it's gonna be bad uh the fact that it's in 3d yes, uh it's gonna make it worse makes it in my mind at least seem like it they're going gonna go all out on the schlock uh my hope is it they just don't go with the cg and keep the the practical goofy looking clown yes that would be good um but i'm gonna say this movie is probably not gonna do well on rotten tomatoes probably gonna be a 52 and then it's gonna do eight million at the box office Whew. I'm going to say on Rotten Tomatoes, it's going to do like 46% and box office, I think it's going to do like 5 million. It's, I don't think anybody's going to go see this movie. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to be like 27. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to watch this. I don't think it's even going to break 3 million. So. Oh, wow. And now uh, the Halloween remake. David Gordon Green is directing it. Really? Uh, has uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Uh, Danny McBride is writing. Interesting. Um, yeah, so here's a quote from Danny McBride about it. He says, It's not a reboot. It's not going to be a rehash. It's a continuation of Michael Myers. Uh, where we're choosing to continue it from, you'll have to see when the movie comes out. I'd already seen all these movies, but I've been really studying them now and just thinking about 
all the people that have been hired to make a Michael Myers movie. Just trying to avoid any mistakes that these people have made. The first Halloween uh, is scary as shit. And the second Halloween is scary, but not as scary. Uh, and then from there, it isn't as scary. And I really think that what happens uh, with it is that he basically becomes Frankenstein. No matter uh, what anyone hits him with, he's just not going to die. There's no suspense. I I actually have pretty high hopes for this. I'm not at all opposed to them taking Halloween away from Rob Zombie, uh, despite what he does well. Uh, I think that this has a lot of potential, and uh, I like that they're bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that's going to be a big draw. Uh, I think Dan McBride writing it is actually uh, upset potential to be good even higher. So I'm going to say 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. And if they release it at the right time, which I assume will be around Halloween, I think it could be the the hit of that season. So I'm going to say it'll do uh, $100 million. Well, I like the fact that David Gordon Green is attached to it. I think he's a good director. I don't know how many people are really looking to see a Halloween film uh, in this day and age. And certainly the fact that if it does succeed, it will probably create a whole new horror franchise. So that worries me. I don't want it to really succeed because of that, even though I do like the crew behind it. So I'm going to say that it will probably be decent. It will get like a 72 in Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm hoping that it makes somewhere around $50 million. All right. And then I'm going to go with uh, it's 76 uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it will make $80 million. All right. So Strangers 2. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Uh, Yeah. I I don't want this to be a thing. I like The Strangers. uh, Okay. I don't think it's a great film, but uh, I enjoy it well enough. But I don't think this uh, has potential to be a good franchise, and I think that this is probably going to be a hot fucking mess. I'm going to say Rotten Tomatoes score of... Uh, 32, and I think it'll do maybe 40 million box office because I think people will go see it. <sighs> it's probably going to be a bad movie. I don't even think it's going to get like a wide release. Feels like it's probably going to be something that comes out on DVD. Yeah. So I'm going to say 15% on Rotten Tomatoes and like 2 million at the box office if it makes anything. I totally agree with that. I think it'll do like 12 for uh, Rotten Tomatoes and make like 8 million. Three movies left. The next one is uh, Nosferatu. Uh, They're doing a new Nosferatu remake, but get this, directed by uh, Roger Eggers. The guy who did The Witch. Yes. Uh, Okay, yes. Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Uh, yes, I actually remember hearing that this was going to be his uh, next film. That actually gives me very high hopes. I don't think Nosferatu is a film that needs another remake, especially considering how big of a fan I am of Werner Herzog's uh, 77 version of Nosferatu. That being said, if there's anybody who can do it well, it's Robert Eggers. And I think that this has... Uh, 
has potential to to be just as good as The Witch. And I think uh, it'll do well with critics too, probably if he does it right. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say a solid 85 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I just like The Witch. I don't think it's gonna have a wide release. So I don't think it's gonna have a huge box office. I'm gonna say like 10 million. Okay. Now, yeah, the fact that the director of The Witch is attached to this gives me a lot of hope because if there's one thing I think a Nosferatu film should have, it's mood, and that was something he did Dude knows incredibly how to well mood, yeah. in The Witch. So I'm hoping for a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes because if he does it well, I think it will be done really well, especially for being a vampire film. And... Again, yeah, as you said, who knows about it getting a wide release. So I'm hoping for $10 million in the box office. $10 million. I'm going to give it a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I am going to say $12 million. Uh, So next movie uh, is, we have two left, uh, The Grudge. Uh, they're doing no. another Grudge reboot. No. Um, talk about some grudges that never die. Ah! Um, uh. I'm giving your pun there a 5%. (laughs) And you make Uh, no money. (laughs) In fact, you owe both of us money now. Fun fact, though, uh, the Japanese series, The Grudge, there are nine Grudge movies. No fucking way, really? I knew there were a couple, but that's buck wild. Yeah. But this is this is an American film, I yep. take it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's gonna fucking suck. They did the reboot of The Ring this year, Rings, and I don't think anybody remembers that movie. I didn't see it. I uh, didn't see it either. And I think that I think that that's going to be uh, the the same for the new Grudge. I don't think anybody's gonna see it. I don't think it's gonna do well. I'm going to say uh, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm going to say uh, it'll do, like, maybe $18 million. The one kicker I just saw is it's directed by uh, Nicholas Pesk, Pessy, who directed I- The Eyes of My Mother, which oh, I've heard is very good. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, that's weird, because The Eyes of My Mother is an excellent movie. Never seen it. Uh... Fuck. Do you want to adjust that? Yeah, I'm going to adjust my... I, I still think it's not going to do very much money, but I'm going to adjust my Rotten Tomatoes. If he's directing it, I'm going to say... I still don't think it's going to be a big critical success, but I'll go from fucking 20% up to 60. Okay, and that was uh, $18 million? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep that the same. Well, since I haven't seen the movie this other filmmaker has done, I only have low hopes for the film. I'm going to have to give it a 10% and $5 million at the box office. All right. Well, I think this will be a solid 64 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it'll make a lot of money. People like those rehashes. The, but Rings didn't. Rings True, didn't Rings didn't, shit. but it was also a bad movie. Yeah. I think the combination of this being passably good will put it over the edge and I'll say it'll make 64 million. All right. That'll be uh, so a... final movie and this is a fun one. Uh it is The Blob. Oh. They are making another Blob remake. They they have been shooting it already. It stars Samuel L. Jackson. Oh good. He will be donning a lab coat 
and playing a biochemistry professor attempting to thwart the otherworldly predator discovered deep within the earth. Is anybody of note directing it or writing Simon it? Simon West, who uh, directed... Uh, one sec. He direct. I know he directed some bigger movies... Oh, he directed, like, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what else did he direct? Oh, fuck. On? That's probably not going to be very good, He then. directed uh, Con Air. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Mechanic. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm the, sorry. The I'm remake. The, I was thinking of The Machinist. Uh uh, yeah, the mechanic is that fucking uh, Jason Statham. Such classics as uh, The Expendables 2. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, this is probably going to suck. I love the the first Blob remake from the 80s. That's one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, this is probably going to not be good. I'm going to say uh, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I box office, I'm going to say... Fifty million. Wow, you're being very generous with yeah, most of these movies. I have, I am not as excited for any of these. I think the Blob remake. Uh, I don't think anyone's really asking for that, <laughs> and it feels well, no, it true. feels it feels as outdated as trying to start up this dark universe. So. I'm I'm not going off of my own uh, personal beliefs for the most part. I'm trying to follow the trends of what movie going on audiences. Uh, especially in the U.S., are into right. yeah. It's predictions. It's not what you want. Necessarily. Yeah. I. I. But anyway, what do you think for the Blob? I also uh, don't think anybody asked for this movie. Yeah, I think twenty percent at thirteen million. I think it's gonna bomb. Most of these movies, I think, are gonna bomb. Yeah, I think this will be like a twelve on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh, and wow. make uh twelve million. No. Oh, um. Nice. So, out of this list, uh, while we wrap it up, what are you most excited for of these movies? Personally, I'm most excited for The Predator. I um, agree. The Predator, for me, I think Shane Black can, if he can do anything, he can pull off entertainment, and this movie will probably be very Yeah, and there's nothing I want more than an entertaining Predator movie. Yes. Because Predators... I don't know if you guys saw Predators, but I actually yeah, I really did. enjoyed I that. Enjoyed I enjoyed it. Was yeah. Yeah. yeah, underrated. I, I yeah, I, I like that a lot. I don't think it's. I don't think on. it's all that great, but I think it's pretty entertaining. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's better um, than Predator Two. <laughs> yes, um, although Predator Two is entertaining in and of its own right. Yeah, I mean it's basically just lethal. Predator weapon. Two it's, in it's the ba- hood. <laughs> it's, basic, it's basically lethal weapon meets the Predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly, my most anticipated, uh, I'm going to have to say Nosferatu only because it's uh, Robert Eggers because I fucking loved The Witch. It was, uh, I think, my favorite horror movie that came out last year. I guess uh, since it's 2018, two years ago. I think it's a fucking incredible film. And uh, the dude is obviously a great filmmaker. And so I think think that Nosferatu has potential to be really great. I'm excited. Well, I want to give a shout out to uh, the new Halloween remake too because I oh, yeah? I think that has potential to maybe be good. Uh we'll see. Based so. off of this list, it seems like there's going to be a lot more crap in 2018 than good stuff. Yeah, but well, I think I think the good stuff has potential to be really good. Yeah, well, and the thing is I I have a feeling like it was this year that the good good horror movies that come out next year 
or this year, I guess, we won't know about them until probably around the time. They and come I think out. there will probably be some some good Netflix originals yeah. too, because this has been a good year for Netflix uh, exclusive horror movies. And I think we're gonna. I think that trend is probably gonna continue. We'll we'll get some sleeper hits. I'm sure. Hell yeah! Um, but we'll come back to this uh, this list as we go through the year. We've got an uh, I'll check an back on it. Game. Maybe we'll even watch a few of these. Uh, I'm sure we to will review them. So, uh, yeah. So stay tuned. Very entertaining throughout the year. Uh, well, that uh, that wraps up this episode. It's a bit shorter this year, but uh, it's been fun going through uh, some of our favorite and least favorite films that we've seen and talked about on the podcast. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what 2018 brings. I am excited and also uh, pretty scared. I don't know about you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you like the show, go on to uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, just write us a brief review. Give us a rating. Uh, if you want to connect with us, we are uh, on at PodPeoplePod on Twitter and Facebook. Um, my personal Twitter is... Uh, Mr. Van Awesome, Ben's is Mr. Sheets, and Eugene is Strictly Haiku. The show is edited by me and uh, produced by Ben, who put together uh, these great lists for us in addition to uh, composing our theme music. So shout out for that as always. Do you guys have uh, anything else before we uh, sign off? Today is the best chance to get a super discount on uh, 2018 glasses. Uh, trust me, I bought hundreds and hundreds. I bought a solid palette of them. Yeah, and also 2018-themed handcuffs. Look out for my Etsy page. So if anyone wants some 2018 glasses, hit me up. We, we request that you write us handwritten letters for these. No online orders. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I'm Matisse Van Rossum. I'm Ben Sheets. I'm Eugene Lundeen. We are the pod people, and happy 2018! Happy New Year! Hope- <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son. Mine broke. My horn broke. Give me a new one. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find that? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.